is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? Let me tell you, you guys, I am obsessed with you. We are hearing from you guys left and right. Someone sent me a message, um, and I just got it this morning. It was a beautiful thing to wake up to. Um, I love your show, and I love your loud mouth. Dan, can you believe that they sent me that message? I can't believe it. I love your show, and I love your loud mouth. And you know what? I love that message. You know... I am who I am, and I'm really good at being me. So thank you for those of you that appreciate it. And I just apologize in advance for those of you that totally hate it. Um, We are going to talk to Tevin Lucas today. Um, He has an incredible story. He's he started an organization like this guy. He's he's young, but this dude is like a hustler for Jesus. So I cannot wait. Um, Athlete got hurt. We're going to hear his story here in just a couple of minutes. I want to thank you guys, first of all, for reaching out, like I said earlier, but also um, y'all are donating to our humble cause uh, of the Autumn Miles Show. And, you know, we're listener supported. And I I want to just say thank you for doing that. Um, I got a report this morning and um, I we are just so overwhelmingly grateful uh, if you even put those two words together in a sentence. Um, thank you for giving. It really means a lot. And, you know, your support is keeping us on the air. I have said this before. I'm going to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are committed to bringing you bold truth. Why do we bring you bold truth? We bring you bold truth because we have a world saturated with lies that people are believing as truth. We bring you the bold truth of God's word. Why is that important to you? Because in order to uh, navigate your life, you need truth in order to do that. The bold truth of God's word. That is why we are even on the air. Bold truth. We've got to proclaim what the Bible says about our lives. And we also couple that with raw faith. I am, um, I I could get on my, my soapbox and talk about fake faith. Um, people that are posing as if they have a lot of faith, but they're really not. It looks as if they are stepping out in faith, um, but but they they're they're not. Um, we we've got to get back to authentic stepping out, something that you cannot control, something that is beyond um, what you can predict or analyze or uh, pay for yourself. We've got to get back to uh, to people that really step out in some raw, authentic faith, something that scares you that God is asking you to do, but he has authored it so you are safe. That is why we're on the air, guys. We, I, I, we've, we've got to um, proclaim his truth. We have got to have more people that are not living comfortable that are stepping out. And uh, today's guest is going to be a good example about about that. Here's my little pitch here. Um, We're listener supported. If you got 25 cents, hey, I'll take it. If you got $3 million, (laughs) we'll take that too. (laughs) Because I got a great vision for this. And, you know, we are in talks right now about spreading across the country. And we want, um, we, we need... We need. Do you hear that? We need. We need you in order for that to happen. Um, Let me go ahead and get to our guest today. His name is Tevin Lucas. He has an awesome story. Um, He has started uh, an organization called The Hope and Love, and he's going to tell us about that today. Welcome to the show, Tevin. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you for having me on today. You know what? It is such a blessing that you would come on. I really feel like your story is going to connect. We have a lot of parents that listen to the show. Um, and then we, you know, of course we have kids as well. But but I really, um, I really think that this is going to help some parents today um, on how to uh, kind of navigate and help their kids uh, that go through something that you have gone through. So you have quite a story, Tevin. Tell me a little bit about um, your upbringing and kind of uh, what happened um, while you were playing sports. Um, so growing up, grew up in an amazing Christian household and had amazing parents. And um, when I was 10 years old, a lot of things just changed. I started to, you know, play sports pretty much full-time traveling every weekend and um, sports had become a, a lot in my life, pretty much everything that I had leaned on. Um, and a lot of stuff in my life began to change. Uh, my dad got terminally ill. My, my brother um, started to suffer um, from concussions and permanent brain damage. And oh, a lot my. of things just changed in my life um, around sports, along with everything going on family-wise. Um, and it wasn't until high school that, you know, God really showed himself to me. Um, and I wouldn't say that it was through sports, but sports had a lot um, to do with it. So you're, 10 so, years, so you're 10 years old and you, sports is kind of your thing. Um, I gather that that was your family's thing, really, right? Is, am I getting that right? Everyone in your family is kind of involved in some sort of sport? Yeah, I mean, I had an older brother that was really big into sports, and I was really big into sports, and uh, it was really something that my family was involved in um, heavily. So, yeah, really my family's thing with that. So you go to high school, and you're you're playing sports, but you've kind of experienced, you know, your brother's had several brain injuries, which, my goodness, that is awful. And your your dad is ill, and so how are you coping with these these um, things that are coming up in your life at such a young age? Um, it, was, it was really tough to cope with. I just had to, you know, it was normal life for me, but it made me grow up um, very fast, a lot faster than um, a lot of people, I would say. Um, but just growing up fast and um, being able to take on these things and learn and grow from it and take those trials um, and turn it into blessings. So take me to high school um, and and your involvement with sports there, and then you also had an injury. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, so high school, um, played basketball, football, track, and um, was blessed with just opportunities to excel um, in those sports and receive scholarships for those sports. And um, my junior year had a big spine injury that that took away all the scholarships that I had um, already received. And so that just pushed me, um, to, to work even harder through my senior year and received some more scholarships and went to play college football, um, which was a blessing and amazing opportunity, but kind of just lost sight Mm -hmm. of, um, why I was there. I was more there for my fame, for my glory, um, for my gain and kind of lost sight of faith and who I was playing for and who had given me the talents Mm. in the first place. And then um, the second semester of my freshman year, after I just uh, made a big decision to go to 
uh, a bigger school and pursue my um, dreams of playing in the NFL one day. Had a injury that changed my life forever. Okay, so <laughs> you've kind of got it made, right? Like, um, you know, you, you played really good. To get a scholarship to play ball of any sort is a huge blessing. I know, um, you know, that's a lot of little – I mean, I have two little boys, Tevin. Um, one is playing football right now, and he's nine, and the other one is three, and he thinks he's 27 playing football. He thinks he plays for that's the Cowboys, awesome. but he doesn't. Oh. He's, 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 he's almost – he'll be three pretty soon. But I can tell you, as a mom of two little boys, um, that is their dream. You know, I'll ask my son, uh, my 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 nine year old son, what do you want to do? And he'll say, I want to play in the NFL and be a pastor. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, those are two great, great dreams. dreams. Great but, dreams. But God had really given you what my little boys aspire to be, um, and that is that is incredible. Um, one of the things that you just said is that that kind of um, you forgot, you forgot who had given you what you had and um, why you even were able to get a scholarship to play football. Can you talk about that for just a second? Um, You know, that, that forgetting and maybe when you had the realization that, whoa, I'm, I was doing this for the Lord. The Lord is the one that gave me this opportunity. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So going into college, kind of, I knew I had two decisions. I could either, you know, live for Christ and, um, play for Christ, or I could go play for my own selfish game. Um, and growing up in church and being in youth group, I knew what the right decision was, um, but I just didn't make that decision. Mm. Um, and kind of took what the world had to offer, what the world said was fulfilling, mm. and um, what the world said was the best way to go. And went down the, the I wouldn't say the wrong route, but um, definitely started to play and live for the wrong reasons. And um, it was the the winter break of my um, first year that I realized that it wasn't fulfilling, that I was left um, kind of lonely, kind of wanting more. Mm. Um, I had had everything from, you know, the, the, the fame um, to the glory to, you know, what a lot of college guys, I would say even high school guys with girls and um, kind of had everything the world says is exactly what you want, and it just wasn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and realized that that fulfillment wasn't going to come from that. Wow! So take me to that um, that day that you you were injured um, very severely. Uh, t- talk to me about that. Um, so it was a couple of days before my injury. I had made a big decision to transfer to an even bigger school where um, coaches were pretty much guaranteeing me that I would end up playing in the NFL if I went to that school and made the decision to go there. And then um, was still working out, and it was actually my first workout after signing with them. I went up for a ball on the sideline, and I I came down, and I I took a step upfield and planted my heel in the turf um, and just hyperextended my knee while twisting upfield and felt everything pop, and I was laying on the ground, and the trainers ran over and my leg was kind of just dangling there. I couldn't, um, I couldn't move anything. I couldn't really feel like have any feeling of what the trainers were touching. Um, mm. but I just felt a lot of pain and I ended up 
tearing my ACL, LCL, meniscus, and then the perineal nerve that controls everything below the knee. And so I was left um, paralyzed for two years below the right knee and had to have a bunch of different surgeries done and a lot of complications, a lot of things went wrong um, Mm. with it, and it just became a, a horrible injury. So that moment that you, and you were in a pra- practice, right? Or like warm ups or something? Like you weren't even playing a game. Is that right? Yeah, I was in a practice. It was during a practice. You just signed with this bigger school, and all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. Wh- what are you thinking at this point? Um, at that point, it kind of just ran through my head that I would never be able to play football again. And, um, right away, it was just kind of the worst thing that I could ever imagine. Um, over that, the years, um, of playing like football became everything to me. It was all that I ever knew. It was pretty much all that I was doing at school. And, um, right when it happened, I just kind of had that realization that I would probably never be able to play again. And it just broke my heart and kind of sent me into a downward spiral, Mm. um, with depression and just kind of questioning like what, you know, is this like, where does my life go from here? Like, what's the point now? And so, um, it was a really tough thing to get my mind around, but a couple weeks after that with the complications of surgery and kind of everything that was going on at the time with surgeries going wrong and ending up, um, nearly losing my life and, um, having to be rushed into emergency surgery to um, save my leg from being amputated, I realized that, you know, football is one thing, but there's so many other things that I took for granted, Mm. like just having a leg, being able to walk, that were way more important than ever playing football again. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, If you're listening to us today, uh, we we are talking to um, a man named Tevin Lucas, um, he has founded an organization called The Hope and Love, and he's going to talk to us just about that about that in just a minute. But he's recounting his story for us. Um, you know, sports kind of became his identity, uh, and then he got injured where sports wasn't an option for him um, and uh, had to change his perspective. So if you're joining us, um, you're, welcome to the conversation. Um, Tevin, uh, so there you are, you are, you, you, this sounds, I know you're, you know, we, we only have 30 minutes here to talk about your story Two year battle, um, with a leg that was, uh, was, um, I mean, might have been amputated, um, losing, you know, the, your dream of being in the NFL, um, where does God fit into this? What, what was God kind of talking to you? You know, you, you mentioned that you, um, kind of faced a little bit of depression and, um, where, where did you see God in, in the midst of this injury? Uh, I really saw him when, um, everything was going on with the surgeries and, you know, I was struggling with depression, really, you know, thought that things couldn't get worse. And then, um, I was sitting in the hospital room. It was me and my mom in the hospital room. I had just been rushed to the um, to the ER, and the surgeon comes in and he looked um, 
my mom in the eye, and he looked me in the eye, and he said, we need to go into surgery right now to see if we can save the leg. Mm. Um, and I just broke down in tears, thinking that, you know, life couldn't get any worse. Mm. And uh, I remember as I, I'm going out, my mom just kind of, you know, gave me that pat on the shoulder and was like, God's got a plan. Wow. Um, and it was at that moment that I really um, decided and made the decision that, um, God, like, if you're real, like, help me, save me, um, mm. and I'll live for you every single day of my life from here on out. Um, and I had known who God was. I had, you know, spent time with Jesus before, and um, but this was really me committing everything to Him, which I had never really done before. Mm. And so I woke up out of surgery, um, looked down. I still had the leg. It wasn't pretty, but it was still there. Mm. And um, was sitting in the hospital room for two weeks, and I'm not a big fan of watching TV unless it's sports. And so at that time, <laughs> watching sports on TV wasn't really the best case scenario for me. And mm. so I just started to dive into the Word and wow. had people coming in and just lifting me up in prayer and, you know, reading um, to me and with me and going through the Bible with me um, to the point where I, I really began to understand what God was doing in my life and how he would use um, these trials and these tribulations for his glory instead of my own. And so wow. um, that's when God really stepped in. I, I felt, um, and, I, and I say, and um, I feel like everything was taken away from me to the point where God became my everything. And oh, so, yes, that's, Tevin, this is so, this is so powerful. You know, we, we interview a lot of people on the show and it seems like, um, it's it's almost it's very what you're talking about is so tragic but that experience with the lord seems to be the one commonality that people that 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 god has asked to walk through very difficult things has it's a moment where they lose everything but they gain everything um that is so incredibly powerful and that right there guys that are listening out there is um not the worst thing that can happen to you, but the best thing that can happen uh, to you um, is to yeah. understand that it is your life is about the Lord and you find everything in him. It's not found in a different identity. It is found in the name of Jesus. Wow. Tevin, that was, that's, that, so true. that's incredible. Okay. So what plan let's move on. I want to hear what, what God is doing since then, because I mean, you're a hustler for Jesus over here. One after my own heart. Um, tell me about the hope and love. Um, so the hope and love, it's been kind of something that's been in the planning for a while now. Um, when I got injured and kind of got through everything, I began to um, start sharing my testimony. Um, went to went to school to become a pastor and had opportunities to preach and share what God's been doing in my life. But I also had the opportunity to get into public schools and bring more of a motivational and inspirational message to the students um, that I, I can't say the name of Jesus, but I can let the kids know that there is hope for their life, that no matter what they're going through, no matter what they're facing, that they can overcome. Um, and that there's, if there's breath in their lungs, there's a purpose for their life. And mm-hmm. I can let them know that they're more loved than they can ever imagine. Um, and that the love that they have and can show others can not only change and save lives. And so 
being able to get into public schools and share that message, I saw it as an opportunity to kind of pursue um, the kids. I feel like as a church and as a Christian community, a lot of times we want to wait for people to come into church. We want to wait for these kids to come into youth groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt a call to go after the kids, to go chase them down mm-hmm. in the public schools, um, to share this message and then invite them um, to hear more of my story in a Christian setting where I can share the truth of the gospel with them. Um, and mm-hmm. so we launched the Hope and Love um, this summer, actually. We've been working on a lot of things, and we're actually doing the Hope and Love Tour this upcoming fall. Um, mm-hmm. Starting this coming Saturday, we'll be in Denver, Colorado, for the start of the tour. And what that is is we, we're just traveling to different schools, public schools, um, and Christian schools, spreading a message um, to these kids. It's considered um, suicide awareness and anti-bullying message, um, but then inviting those kids from the public schools to come here a Christ-based message, and it it's really um, my heart because I struggled a lot through high school um, with everything going on with my family and then through my injury with um, depression and suicide and just seeing that epidemic in this younger generation and in my own generation, it breaks my heart, and so I felt God calling me to do something about it, and so we started the Hope and Love, and that's our goal. So tell me a little bit about this. And if you're just joining our conversation, we're talking to Tevin Lucas today. He has founded a ministry called The Hope and Love. You can reach Tevin Lucas on his website, Tevin, with a T, not a K, TevinLucas.net. And I invite you to go to his website um, and um, maybe maybe you can catch this tour or maybe book book a, uh, him to come to your school. If you are um, in the administration at a school or your church, your youth group, I know a lot of pastors um, and their wives and stuff listen to our show. Um, you know, you're, you're joining in on this conversation that we've had now for um, for about 20 minutes or so. Um, so talk to me about the suicide and depression in, um, in younger kids. You, you just said that it's, you're seeing it rise. Of course I I'm seeing it as well. We, we only have uh, about three minutes here, but, um, why is it so important that you get the word out Tevin about this? I just think there's such a sense of urgency when it comes to this generation and suicide. It's, um, the rates are higher than ever before. It's the second leading cause of death for um, ages 12 to 18. Um, and just all the pressure that is seen in this younger generation right now, more than ever before, is pushing mm. these kids to this, to this breaking point. And um, if, we, if we can't keep them alive, we can't get them in the church. We can't get mm. them the gospel. Um, yes. And so that's, that's my mission, is to reach kids to keep them alive and to get them the truth um, that will keep them going that'll give them purpose and give them hope. If we can't keep them alive, then we can't get them in the church. Is that part of your speech? Because that just moved me. That was awesome. <laughs> if we can't keep them alive, pastor that's listening, your kids need to hear this. Minister that's listening, if we can't keep them alive, then we can't get them in the church. Man, that says a lot about your heart, Tevin, and and what the gospel has done for you. That is absolutely that's a powerful uh, word right there. Um, I want to just, uh, I want to direct everyone uh, back to your website again, tevinlucas.net. 
Um, the Hope in Love is the name of his um, ministry. And um, man, uh, his his tour, a tour with the Hope and Love is starting in the fall. Tevin, what, what, when is it starting exactly? Do you have a date specifically? Um, it's starting September 18th, which is this... Um, a little less than a week from now. Like a week. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. awesome. Now, are you still accepting other dates on this tour? Uh, we are, yeah. So okay. um, we have different cities scheduled, but we do have some open dates and some open um, travel periods. And so this fall and then in the um, early 2018, we do still have some, um, very few, but some dates that we can make work. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for being on our show today. I just want to say, you know, um, I know that you've encouraged, um, you've encouraged our listeners today and parents, let me just, let me just wrap this up. You know, as a mom of four, your kids need to hear this stuff. Um, we have got to tell them we, as parents, we've got to tell them your identity is not in what you do. Your identity is not in sports. It's not in ballet. It's not in whatever. Your identity is in Christ. Because if we as parents do not promote the fact and do not teach our children and not train them where to go to find their true identity um, in the word of God, then they will take up a different identity because we are all searching for purpose. So parents, may this show challenge you. Um, to, um, to guide, to guide your children and to show them. I love what your mom said, Tevin, um, right before you went into surgery, God's got a plan. I love that she took you straight to the Lord. Listen, this is tough, but God's got a plan. Um, may we all take a, a, take a nod from your mom, Tevin. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you as well. And thank you for listening. You'll find me right back here tomorrow on the autumn mile show.